Today's going to be a little different. Um, normally, you know, we have a message. Um, someone teaches from God's word. But we thought on our seven-year anniversary, why don't we hear stories? Um, why don't we hear the stories of people whose lives have been changed at Project Church? And so today, we're going to hear some stories. So welcome to our living room. Are you ready? We're going to just have a family fireside chat. Let's go. Oh, hey, look who joined us. Look who just came up on stage. This so I want you guys to welcome Michael Gonzalez, our production director, and Lauren and Veronica Zamora, our West Sac campus pastors. Come on. All right. So as you saw that video, um, obviously we have a whole team that puts things together. Caleb and I aren't running around everywhere doing everything ourselves. We have an incredible team and leaders who do um, a lot. And actually, Michael, he put that video together and a lot of videos that you saw today. So can we give it up for Michael with that? I learned everything on YouTube. <laughs> he does learn everything on YouTube. And we said, we gave it to him and he said, if you want a paycheck, do this. Just kidding. Why did I say that? So I just wanted, um, I'm, we were really excited to have Michael um, come on stage, particularly because he's been with us from the very beginning. He was with us before we actually opened up our church door. So why don't you tell us about how you came to Project? Yeah, so I grew up in the Hispanic church, small church all my life. So for me, like, this is a mega church right now. This is the way I grew up. But God was closing that door. I was in my second year of Bible college. And I felt like I needed to go somewhere else. I didn't know. And a friend of mine who knew Caleb and Christy at the last church that they were serving at, was like, hey, they're going to launch this church. It's called Project Church. I'm like, is it a project? Like, is it going to be done in a year or so? And he's like, no, just come How check it out. How do you say it in Spanish? I'm not going to say it in Spanish. Proyecto. Proyecto. Iglesia Proyecto. And so... Uh, I, they had a vision night at the Elks Tower just across the street. Like, our church has been in a one-block radius this last seven years. It's been crazy. And I, I was looking out into the city skyline. I mean, this is 2012. Like, downtown, what it was then isn't what it is now. Like, it was bare, barren and all that stuff. And, and God was like, I, you're here, and I need you to, to kind of follow these, this couple who I had no clue who they were. And I'm like, I'm a young 19-year-old Hispanic kid who didn't know these guys. Caleb had black hair back in the day. <laughs> I had to do it. I have a little bit still. I had to do it. I had to do it. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of what brought me here. And I said yes, and Caleb was like, hey, why don't you be my intern? And then that's how that's First how it all First intern of Project Church, Michael Gonzalez. And so... So he's been with us from the very beginning, obviously, and um, he's seen all of our imperfections, right? I've caused some of those imperfections. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you for the humility <laughs> displayed right then. And so, um, but, you know, we, we're all a work in progress. That's why we call Project Church Project Church, because we're all a work in progress. We're all, all, always pro progressing. And so um, what do you see as we've progressed through these seven years? What do you see happening in, in our, the future of Project Church? What are you most excited about? You know, it was... A move of God like we've never seen before, I think so. Like, what, we're about to move into a building, and I've never, I've always said when we move into the building, it's not the end-all, be-all. You know, I tell the production team, hey, we're not going to set up anymore, tear down. Thank you, Jesus. But, but God is going to move in such a way that we might not understand. And here's the thing, just because we have a building doesn't mean he's going to move in a different way. Because he's moved in the last seven years as, as a homeless church, right? Like, we meet up, we set up and tear down for the last seven years, and God has moved. And I, I'm expecting for God to move in a way that we, I think the five of us and the rest of our staff can't even think of. Before, I'm believing for, like, healings and miracles when we celebrate seven years from now. I'm believing for stories, more stories that are going to come up here from you guys, right? 
And I'm even believing for a Spanish service. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, hallelujah, gloria a Dios. <laughs> well, hey, we are so thankful for you. And, you know, the thing that's great about, you know, Project Church or just doing church or doing life with people is that it's, um, we all grow. And so we've seen you grow in a tremendous way in the last seven years. And even your growth has triggered some of our growth. And we're all growing together. And so um, thank you for all that you've done, your well, commitment. And thank you guys for, like, saying yes to some things and saying no to some things. And you kind of said in the last service, like, you always, when you, say, when you say no to me, you're like, but do you trust me? Right? And I do trust you. And I've been here. And I'm thankful for both of you guys. And so I'm a better person. I think all of us here are better people. Because we know you too. So give it up for Caleb and Chrissy, y'all. Thanks, Michael. So Lauren and Veronica are over here. And uh, Lauren and Veronica actually, Veronica, just started attending at first. So tell us about the journey of why you just started attending our church. And then suddenly God opened up this opportunity for you to help launch and be the campus pastors of our West Sac campus. Yeah, so we were in a season of transition in our ministry um, and came because we knew Caleb and Chrissy and loved their heart from working with them before. And so we finally got to come and see what our friends had been up to for a while. And so we really just fell in love with the people and their heart and the culture that had been developed to just love everyone around you, glorify God and all that we do, like amazing worship that was authentic and true. And so... I think that's really why we kept coming on Sundays, because we could have just visited and be like, all right, peace out. We're going to visit some other friends while we're figuring out what we're doing. Um, and just stuck around because we fell in love with the people and, um, and the vision of what you wanted to do in West Sac and fell in love with West Sac. Like, we'd only been to West Sac for Ikea or uh, my great aunt lived there when I was a kid. And so really just fell in love with, what we felt like God wanted for us and wanted for this next season. And truly we've seen him develop uh, a further dream within us. So four years of West Sac now. So tell us about just what God's done, you know, in those four years from your perspective, Lauren. Yeah, it, so much uh, to answer that question. I have just so much joy thinking about it and even looking out and seeing so many West Sac people here today. And what God has done is a continuation of what God started seven years ago. Uh, different churches have different models about, about saying, hey, we're going to start another church from our church. But ours is so collaborative where it's not just like, hey, God bless you. Hope you do good. Let me, let me know how it goes. But uh, the, the partnership that we've had uh, has been one of the greatest joys that I think about when I think about looking at um, the history of, of West Sac specifically and how it has, has been both an empowerment of saying, hey, we believe in you guys and we're and go get it, but, but also a support and doing this together, a partnership. And so we felt both empowered and, and partnered with you guys. And you're going to hear more stories from both campuses of what God's done here in a second, but so much to celebrate. So it's been four years. We announced in August that when we move into this new building, we're going to bring our two campuses together. It's basically in the exact center yeah. uh, distance-wise from here and from West Sac. And so tell us what you're most excited about seeing our campuses coming together. Because it's a big shift. Right. Um, but seeing them come together in this new season, in this new building. 
Yeah, real quick, I just want to share that uh, in this process, we had so many conversations when we were really saying, hey, let's, let's have this honest question of, we bought a building in between both of our campuses. And it was never our original plan. You know, our plans to move forward with planting more campuses, and that hasn't changed. But as we were asking this question, uh, as much as I personally wanted to say, no, let's keep West Sac the same and keep our, our building, I love what God has been doing, it, it became more and more clear as we, the conversations continued. And really, God started working on my heart. I'm pretty sure God already told you what gave you a heads up, but I was a little more stubborn, and God was starting to make it so incredibly clear that our campuses are supposed to come together in old Sacramento. So I want you to know from me that I am 100% sure that this is what God has for us and that the best is yet to come for both of our campuses now. Yeah, and really a lot of it, amen, a lot of it comes down to even just the practical of taking our kind of joint energy, because even Lauren and I do a lot for the church as a whole and for downtown, and it's never been like us and them. It's always like, oh, what do we need in downtown or what do we need in West Sac? And so being able to take all of our resources across the board and to put them into one joint area to reach further, you know, it's that that idea of being able to go farther because of where we're at. And we believe that it wasn't a surprise to God, right? He planned us to be in these places, and he planned us to be in this situation right now for his purpose, and we're really excited about it. So, hey, can you guys make some noise for our team, a few of them, the Zamoras and Michael Gonzalez. We love you guys. They're amazing. And we got a couple coming up here, Ashley and Eric Meyer, um, with Meyer Law Offices, which we actually office out of there um, for three years, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But um, Eric and Ashley, they've become great friends of ours, and um, we really love them. You've been attending West Sac Campus, so tell us how you got to Project Church and really a little bit more of your spiritual journey before you got to Project Church. Well, we first came to Project Church, I think it was the second week that West Sac was open. So and it was the second, second week, week, right? Was it first week? Were we there the first we week? We have a marital debate. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but it was just randomly just some friends of ours in, um, invited us. Yeah. And, you know, going to the spiritual, spirituality question, you know, I grew up in a very Christian, strict household. And, you know, it was going to church every Wednesday night, going to church every Sunday morning, going to church every Sunday evening. I went to a Christian school, so we had Bible class every day, you know, chapel and all that. But it was never personal for me. And as I grew up, you know, going through my 20s, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say I turned my back on God, but, you know, I, I wasn't following what I was taught growing up. And then we got together, we got married, and we were looking for a home church. We couldn't find one. We bounced around, went out to Roseville and all that. And then when we came to Project Church, I'll never forget the first time because I saw Caleb preaching, and where I came from, he's got holes in his pants. We didn't do that. Um, And so, but really what connected, I I felt a personal connection to you at first, and then as I got to know Lauren, to him, but I'll never forget the first time I heard you talking, and you're talking, you literally brought up an argument that the two of you guys had that week. (laughs) And I remember thinking, I I, I remember sitting there going, we just had that same argument a couple days ago. And, you know, we're the same age. We're going through the same, you know, stage in life. Our kids are the same age. And for the first time in my life, I was, you know, I, I felt myself putting God first. And it became a priority um, 
in my life. And, you know, I saw the same for my wife, too. So I, I found Project Church via Tom and Jamie, good friends of ours. I told him about it. And then thank God, y'all, for marketing and Facebook ads because y'all were running Facebook ads in West Sac to just get visibility when you were first opening to make people aware. And I was like, babe, I think we got to try this out. We have been going to Roseville. I'm tired of the commute. It takes the entire day. But um, my faith journey, grew up Catholic. I mean, I never felt a connection. Like, it just was a process. I went through the, you know, baptism, catechism, all the stuff. And I just never really felt any kind of connection. And I remember one time as a child flying up to visit some friends in Oregon, and they were Christian. And they went to a church where people, like, raised their hands and sang songs and did things. And I was very confused and uncomfortable, but I just didn't even know what it was. I thought it was just something weird, and I just passed. And, like, hard pass back to California. And then um, and then um, Eric and I got together, and I hadn't thought about God for, like, ten years. But right before he and I got together, I was living in Spain. And my girlfriend that I was really close to there, she was very faithful very centered in her Christian faith, and she had kind of reintroduced God into my mind, which is like a weird feeling. Growing up Catholic, you don't think about God for 10 years, but I, I just, I had no connection, and then Eric and I got together, and the first time I met his parents, he's one of nine children, big Christian family, very conservative, and I met his dad in the kitchen. We were together two weeks, and the first question out of his mouth is, what are your thoughts on religion? And I was like, oh, love me or hate me, this is going to be real awkward. And um, it was funny because I knew I wanted to start going in a direction of rediscovering faith for myself, but us getting together brought, like, that faith journey more front and center. And so finding Project Church was like finding a home. Because like Eric said, we had tried so many different places, and I got used to the arms and the singing and then not having the, you know, kneel, stand, sit routine, which is very different. But it, it was a blessing to be led by people that we could relate to and that we felt called to serve with. So, it's awesome. So, you guys may not know this, but about, it was probably three years ago now, um, we didn't have an office. So, most of the time, our team was just coming over to our house or we're meeting at coffee shops my house was a disaster. Um, and, and so finally, just through a conversation we had on a Sunday, I think you talked to Lauren first. They said, hey, we have this office and we have some open office spaces in a, in a room, a conference room. Would you guys want an office out of here? And they gave us offices for free for almost three years. And I tell them all the time, because of that, we were saving that money. It enabled us to buy the building that we now have bought and our offices are now there. But they're a huge reason for that. And so I just want to thank you guys for your generosity. But I want you to tell them why. Because I was kind of like, are you sure? <laughs> like, you want us to come in? And you were like, yes, and offered it. And then we were there. And it was such a blessing for our church and for our team. So tell us why. Like, why would you do that? All right. I'm going to try to keep it as quick as possible because we're already in the red on that counter. But so the long story or the short story is we already had a law office set up in West Sacramento and we'd out, simply outgrown the space. So we're looking for a different space and we gave notice to our landlord and she told us, she goes, you know, we just actually had another tenant leave. It's, you know, kind of a big office. At the time, our law office consisted of me, Ashley, and one legal assistant and that was it. So she shows us this space and y'all, it was really big. And so we're like, this is way too big, but 
my wife fell in love with it. And so we started, you know, we started thinking about it and make a long story short, we negotiated the price because, you know, as a business owner, right, I'm, you know, we're looking at the bottom line. It had to be something we had to afford. At the time, we weren't thinking, honestly, the last thing on my mind was letting the church use extra space. At the, you know, at the time, I'm thinking, hey, this is a great space. We can grow our firm and grow into this. And so we negotiated the price down and, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways because at the time, like, it was the last thing on our mind. But then, you know, as we're getting more and more involved with the church and talk is, you know, like you said, it started with Lauren. And, you know, it start, you know, hey, Lauren, why don't you start, you know, you guys can start using the back couple offices. It's not a big deal. We're not using them. We don't need them and all that. And it just, you know, it grew from there. And it's, you know, for me, it was a huge blessing. It really was because, well, for one, it's not every day you can just walk down the hall and talk to your pastor. I mean, it was pretty pretty cool, but, um, you know, it was, um, it was, it was just, it was really great to have you guys there. I think, and Eric always says, like, everybody can give something, right? If, even if it's just a dollar, even if it's a hug or a smile at church to somebody who's new or belonging, but we had a, a unique thing given to us where there was no way we needed 2,800 square feet, like 2,800 square feet, three people, that's just ridiculous, and it was this um, unknown gift that God was giving us and allowing us to pass forward. Um, but I will say this, you guys started there and then suddenly it was like, pop, there's another one, pop, there's another one. It was like lemmings, they were multiplying. And suddenly <laughs> we had like a thousand people in our office every day. But here's the real interesting thing. I really believe that God will deliver these incredible gifts and blessings to you at times when you don't even know to ask for them. And at that point, Eric and I, so we've been together almost 13 years. We now have a four-and-a-half-year-old, a five-and-a-half-year-old, and a, five a, a three-month-old. Um, but when they moved into the office, um, the pressures of life and having two babies back-to-back, -back, running a law firm, litigation, deadlines, I mean, it's, it's heavy pressure that we were under, growing a staff, running, a, you know, running and managing people. And our marriage for the first time took a major toll. And one day I called Eric and I told him, I need you to come home from the office. And I sat him down and I was like, I love you with all my heart. None of my love for you has ever faded, but I don't know if I can keep going in this marriage. With the pressure we're under and everything we're doing, I don't know if I can keep going because I'm not showing up as my best self for myself, for you, for our kids, or for life. And it was shortly before that that God had planted these bubble bouncers in our office. <laughs> I swear. And it's so funny because he said, no, I love you. I'm committed. We're doing this together. And God had gifted us counsel on a daily basis. Even if we weren't talking to them about marriage, it was the energy. It was the faith. It was the high fives in the hallway. It was what this magical a uh, really special energy that only God and Jesus can bring came into our life on a daily. And you know, the funniest thing is he brought us healing when we didn't even know there was healing to be brought. You know, we didn't even know that there was going to be a problem because, again, we weren't even aware that that cult that climax was going to happen. And then that happened, and they were already there, and they were ready to deliver. And so when they moved out, to their old sack offices. I was very sad. <laughs> I might have cried for a week. Uh, but, you know, it was really a mutual blessing. So as especially as we want to feel that we gave offices, 
y'all can give something too. So whatever it is in your life, think about it. Even if you're not giving it to the church, it's giving it to the, your neighbor. It's giving it to the next, you know, the next person in line. Figure out what it is. A smile, I did a Facebook Live the other day. A, a smile can literally change a person's day. Think about smiling as at another car while you're passing them. You don't know if they haven't seen a smile in a week. So just make sure whatever you're giving, give forward. And you guys gave forward in so many ways, tenfold to us. And we're grateful to sit here now with a three-month-old and a happy marriage and health. Thank you, Myers. Give it up for them. Eric and Ashley, love you guys. She's breaking the rules. I'm not getting up. We're not. I love you. We will hug you later. Uh, I'm not supposed to give hugs. It's taking too much time. But, hey, give it up for some three bachelors in the house. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry I did that too. But it's true. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love my wife. Um, so we got three guys here. This is Kiani, CJ, and Lewis. Um, I want to start with Kiani because Kiani was the first one I met. So Kiani showed up a little close to two years ago at our church. So what brought you here and, and what happened, you know, when you came here to Project. Um, what's going on, Keani? Um, so pretty much I was just in a spot in my life where I was really looking for some, some difference. You know, I really wanted God to be at the center of my life, you know, not just in my pursuit of success, but, you know, my pursuit um, just to have him being a part of my life. And so I got on the Internet on Google, and I looked up churches in Sacramento, and there was a lot of churches in Sacramento I came to find out. And pretty much just stumbled upon this, you know, and I came to this church and I felt something that was different, unfamiliar to me in my spirit. And literally, I just, um, it's been home ever since. So, Keanu, you brought these guys. And so you bring them. So, CJ, tell us about, like, when Keanu brought you and kind of your background. So, actually, growing up, I played sports. Every, we had tournaments every single weekend, so I didn't really grow up going to church. And neither did my parents, so it was never stressed upon me. So... Um, moving in with these guys last year, uh, I've been going to here for about since April, so coming on a year, and it's just, it was different because I first thought, personally, I wasn't going to be accepted into this church. Um, I didn't really have no background in church, didn't know what went on during church, so, I mean, walking in here and just seeing, like, just all the energy, all the love, just people speaking, like, life into you, and I, I'd never experienced that before, so I just fell in love with it ever since. Cool, and Lewis, you came too, right, so tell us just that journey. This guy brings you, brings you. I know you guys all moved in together, and then the county's like, come with me. So tell, tell us about that. Okay, so um, really quick, before I do that, uh, my mom's in the building. I just want to show Mad Love. Hey, hey, where's mom's hey, at? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. He's a mama's boy. Uh, just want to say come that. On, girl. Okay. Yeah. The stock just went up. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to give a little shout-out real quick. Um, but, yeah, so I also grew up not going to church or, you know, being into religion at all or anything like that, and then I moved in with Kiani. And seeing kind of some behind-the-scenes work in his life and seeing where he was, he started going to church, started um, reading the Bible and stuff like that. I started seeing how pretty much life was starting to go for him. And so I was like, okay, that, that stuff kind of works, it looks like. And then he kept, yeah, he, he kept bugging me like, hey, man, you should go to church. You should go to church. Come to church. Come to church. So I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. And, um, yeah, pretty much ever since then, it's just been, it's been one heck of a journey because I've realized, like, it just kind of makes, it makes sense to come to church. Because it kind of gives a sense of, like, purpose and something to work towards. So tell me real quick, go down the line, like, what difference has Jesus made in your life? Every single aspect of my life has changed. You know, the, the way I think, um, the way I carry myself, and just being more conscious, you know, just operating in that spirit. Um, 
you know, I just definitely want to give it to the both of you guys for just being such an inspiration and example um, to how, how God can use you. And so, um, to answer the question. <laughs> oh, I'm blanking right now. Um, so, one more time, question. Just what has Jesus done in your life, man, oh, since yeah, you so started <laughs> coming to church? I always thought, like, stuff that happened to my life was always a coincidence. Like, I didn't. I first didn't think everything happened for a reason, but as I started coming here, I started taking the notes every single time, and I'm, I'm learning, like, you know, this is God working through me, this is Jesus working. Like, everything happens for a reason. I'm here for a reason. So just with him coming into my life, like, I'm still in the process of, like, growing closer and closer. But so far, like, I've just been blanking. But, yeah. That's good. I like it. <laughs> Lewis. Um, yeah, I'd have to pretty much give everything that's happened in my life pretty much to God and Jesus and all that kind of stuff just because it's, like, the right people have come into my life at the right times. The right things have happened. Um, obviously, some things that I didn't want to happen have happened, but it's because it, you know, set me up for the future and things like that. So um, it's really just helped me, you know, it's helped me grow a lot as well and just pretty much find my purpose in life as well. So that way, every morning I wake up, like, I know that I was made for a reason. You know, I kind of feel like that's something that not a lot of people um, can honestly say. I kind of know that a lot of people are lost in life, so I feel like you know, God and Jesus created me with a sense of purpose, and I feel like I know that purpose. All right, last question for you all. You're all bringers, so these guys always show up with, like, a new crew. They're always bringing somebody else with them, like, me, my boy, me, my friend, like, every week. So why do you always bring people? Like, tell me, why are you so passionate about bringing somebody with you to our church? I just really feel like the, the message that's given here, you know, people, people need to be able to just experience um, God's presence. People really need this environment. And, you know, what it's done for me personally, you know, as a, as a testimony, I just really feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't really know where to start. You know, a lot of people out there have been scarred with religions um, and just different, like the wrong words being spoken to people's lives, you know. And I was raised up as a witness um, and pretty much it, it, that just kind of put me in fear um, of religion. And so when I came here, I had a different experience and I really felt like people can actually get something from here. And um, God's spirit is truly here and, and it's moving. Cool. Anything you guys want to add? Yeah, my first time coming here, like I said, like it was a blessing. So I seen how it changed my life and how it's going to continue to change my life. So I was just like, yo, how's your church? No? All right, back. Slide over here. Like this is because <laughs> only, only because like I feel like, yes, they preach towards us, but it's more of like a, it's like a conversation back and forth and then just letting us know instead of just do this in life, you, you will be successful, blah, blah, blah. But like just them talking, I feel like he personally starts talking to me in the crowd and it's just getting that connection. I want everybody to experience that. Um, I'd have to add just how, how you two and the rest of the pastors and everything like that break down the information. Because, I mean, these two are comedians, right? Like, really, like, really. Um, so I think it, 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 yeah, every time I pretty much come to church, I know I'm going to get a good laugh. And you guys helped me become comfortable, you know, saying God and saying Jesus and, you know, being open to spirituality and things like that. So I know bringing people here, you know, you guys are going to do do your thing and allow people to open up to God and Jesus and stuff like that. And then two, I just feel like it kind of cuts a learning curve. You know, I'm, I'm really into books. I'm really into personal development, really into growth. Um, my friends call me bookworm because I'm always reading books. And I've noticed that like when you read the Bible or come to church, it like really cuts the learning curve. Everything that I read in books, it's simplified in church. So it saves me a lot of time. So that's why I'm like, hey, look, if you're really into development, it does, yeah. It does. So um, that's one of the reasons why I'm very passionate about bringing people here, just because it cuts the learning curve and helps people grow and develop and just become the people that they want to become, or it helps them find the person that they want to be. Exactly. Yep. Love it. Give it up for these guys.
Kiani, CJ Lewis, love you guys. Thank you. And also, we've got Miss Becky Welchel coming to the, I'm not supposed to give hugs, but I'm going to talk so that it's just really smooth. Um, and so, Becky, she's part of my Wednesday morning crew, Wednesday morning Bible study. Come on, community group, sign up after service. Um, and this um, woman is the mother of two. And if you've ever been to our Easter Christmas productions or any special kids' performances, her daughter is the very animated one. And yes, yeah, see people know. And so I don't know where she look forward to the next um, kids' performance. Watch out for Haley. But Becky, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your background, your faith background, and how you came here? Um, I was actually raised Jehovah's Witness, so I come from a very scripture-based background. Everything is about the Bible and the rules and what God expects of you, and you better not mess up because if you do, then you get shunned. So... So what brought you to Project Church then? I got shunned. Um, I'm an imperfect person. It happens. So, um, but the way it was taken about, I just got really angry about it. I quoted scriptures at them. They quoted them back. I left on a very unhappy note. Um, and for about a decade, I forbid anyone in my presence to talk about God or Jesus or Holy Spirit or anything that involved being saved. Um, so much so that when my kids started daycare, um, preschool, they started coming home with some words that maybe I'm not supposed to say. So I had to make a rule about Haley Maddox words and mommy words. Um, and so my daughter comes to me and she's like, Mom, I need to know if I have a hey, hey word or a mommy word. And I'm like, all right, give it to me. So she takes her deep breath because you don't get in trouble on the first time. She's like, I'm going to say it. I'm like, all right. And she says, is God a hey, hey word or a mommy word. And I realized in that moment, like, I'm disservicing them because I do believe in God and I, I just, I'm angry, but that's not fair that my anger and my inside hurt is affecting their potential future and relationship with him. So I was like, well, all right, I guess we need to figure something out. How am I going to teach him about God? It's huge. It's this thing that, right? And so um, meanwhile, I've been seeing a hairdresser and God knew that I was strapped in her chair for three hours at a time. So she would start telling me how in love with me God was. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but you're talking to me about God. And she just kept praying and talking about him and telling me, sis, just come, come to Project. You'll love it. You have to be here. And if she wasn't so good at doing my hair, I would have got not gone. But so I started coming to Project Church um, just before um, Easter. And she was like, just please come to one You'll love it. It'll be great. So I, I come in, and everyone's singing and dancing and arms in the air. And I'm like, oh, man, they are breaking all the rules. God is not listening. They are not praying formally. Someone should let them know. Um, and so on top of that, and my, my hair girl, um, she's like, it's fine. And she's like singing, right? And I'm like, yeah, but... Chrissy's talking, and women don't do that also where I was raised. So then I'm like, oh, and she brought me to this place where they allow women to talk, and she does have head covering on. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so um, anyways, I, I just kept coming, um, and then just before Easter, I approached Caleb in the auditorium, and I was like, listen, I'm judging you really bad every time I come here, and I don't think I should be doing that, but I just am because of the way I was taught, and he's like, you should talk to my wife. She'd love this conversation, so then I was introduced to Chrissy and just started coming more, took a little bit of a hiatus just from, like, 
oh, I'm starting to feel something and I don't know that I like that. Um, but convince my sister to come with me so that I wouldn't be the only person just standing still during all the worship. And at one point I was like, I think they actually feel this. I think this isn't just pretend. I think that there's something flowing in this building that makes people want to put their hands in the air. And I got to figure out how to feel that. So I joined community and I've been, we're going. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> so what do you, what would, how would you summarize it? What has God done in your life? Um, well, I feel like my children um, are getting a closer relationship. We pray before school. We pray at nights. Um, I've um, started bringing up my 13-year-old to youth night, and he's like reminds me now when it is so that he doesn't miss it, which is funny because at first he's like, I don't want to go. So it, he, it's working through my children. Um, I'm finding that I am getting relationships with women through the community group and through coming and joining teams, and I'm growing relationships, and I'm feeling that God doesn't just fall in love with you. He falls in love with everyone, and he gives you love through them. I'm being loved physically through hugs of God through these women and men that come here. And so I'm just grateful for the fact that he keeps pushing me into my uncomfortable because I don't want to be up here. Terrifies me. And Christy's like, it's okay. It'll be great. Just show up. <laughs> So here I am, and uh, I reminded myself, you know, the scripture says to, you know, tell God, here I am, send me. So here we go. Yeah. Men, we're so proud of you, and I really feel like God. <laughs> Thanks. God Such can, a celebrity. <laughs> but God's going to do something and open up your future to some things I think that you've dreamt of, yeah. and he's going to fulfill those dreams, and he's going to fulfill that through community, and and. The gifts that you have, come on, no. The gifts that she has and communication, I, re I really believe God's going to bless you with more opportunity to do that and to make his name famous Thank through you. the words you speak. So we love you, Becky. Thank you. you. Give so it up much. for Becky. Thanks. Come on. All right, next up we have Richard Morales. Richard, yeah. what's up, my friend? So Richard has a pretty amazing story. And so, Richard, I want you to just dive in, man. Tell them your background, um, all that led up to really you showing up at our church on a Sunday not that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. I came to church here for the first time in, um, a March, in March of 2019. Uh, after uh, being released, after serving uh, 25 years to life in prison, I was in prison for nearly 21 years, um, didn't seem that way. No one in my family had ever been to prison. First one in my family graduated high school, joined the Air Force. But at some point, I used methamphetamines, and I gave myself over to that addiction. It, it, it also included heroin and alcohol. It, always, it started with alcohol for me. And um, turned to criminality, robbing, stealing, attempted murder, multitude of other crimes, and got myself 25 years to life in prison. And um, I would like to say that was in 1998. Maybe some people weren't even born yet here. That was in 1998. I, I thought that I would die in there. And I kept using. And I kept using in there. And one night I nearly OD'd on, um, on heroin in my cell. Had already failed myself, failed my family, failed God, failed everybody I ever knew. And I uh, thought I would die in there. And I called out to God in a real way that night. It was in 1999. And I said, Jesus, you know, save me, change me. I'm going to die in this cell. I'm going to die as a drug addict in prison, please. 
And uh, that night, he got a hold of me in a real way. The next day, I told my cellmate that I'm never going to use uh, drugs and alcohol again. He's like, yeah, right. And, um, but I, I made a commitment, and it's been uh, nearly 20 years since I've used any alcohol, drugs. <laughs> Amen. And he, and, he, and he delivered me. He delivered me, and um, um, I began to just go to church, read his word, fall in love with him, um, get an education. I had to become free in there before I could ever be free out here. That's good. And uh, we go to parole board hearings, and, and when you go to a first parole board hearing to be let out, only 2% are ever let out on the first one. And I was part of that 2%, and it was because of what God did. But, amen. But getting to Project Church, one of my best friends in there, we were building an alcohol and drug counseling company from the inside and getting our bachelor's degrees. And two of my best friends in there weren't believers, but I just kept praying, praying for them and, and loving on them. And one of them, his name is Jason Bryant. And uh, he just did a, an amazing uh, story with Lisa Ling with CNN recently about his life. He should be getting out here in the next few months, and you get to meet him coming to this church. But um, I was praying for his salvation and Jay went from being an atheist to a theist, and, and, event, and, event, and now we're praying for him to receive Jesus. But something, you know, the brother said earlier, God works in mysterious ways. And while we were praying for Jay's salvation, uh, his wife got saved. And, and she got saved here at Project Church. Amen. Her name is Sandy Bryant. She's sitting right over there in the second row. And um, Sandy came here, fell in love with Jesus. Somebody, like many of you, invite, invited her, named Nate. Uh, Nate invited her. She just, and Jason told me, man, something's up with my wife. You know, she's just going to church all the time, and she's, she's, she's talking about Jesus a lot. Can you check out this church? And that's how I first heard about it. I asked one of my friends to download everything he could find online about Project Church. I saw Pastor Chrissy's and, and, and Caleb um, online, and I read their statement of faith and everything you guys had. And, and um, man, I said, that's a beautiful church. It sounds amazing. Sandy invited us when, we first, when I first got out. And uh, we've brought people as well, and, and, and we love it here. And there's another aspect, but go ahead. Yeah, so you, can't, you got out your first Sunday you came here, yep. and uh, you've been here ever since, so, which has been almost a year. Amen. But then in that process, too, you got connected to our recovery group, Project Heal. So yep. tell us about that, and yeah. tell us a little more about what Project Heal does. Amen. I've been doing recovery work for a long time, and I was at a transitional house in South Sacramento, and the director came. The worship leaders here were Lauren and Rochelle at the time. And Rochelle from City of Refuge went to Restoration House. And she invited all of us men who were in transitional housing to go there. And so the director told us, we want you to go to this recovery group. I thought we were told it was Celebrate Recovery, but it wasn't. It was Project Heal. And that Sunday I had met one person who was a security guard here. And um, when I went to Project Hill that night, I realized it wasn't Celebrate Recovery. It was something completely different with a Project Church style of worship, um, like motivational um, um, YouTube videos and worship and food and, and just amazing people. And that same welcoming, loving spirit that was here was there as well. And so we went with seven or eight that night, and um, they asked me to stay, and I stayed, and I met beautiful um, sisters in Christ like Brenda and Stephanie and Gary who works security here and Pete. And, and so we just, we just want to love on everybody who's struggling with addiction, uh, hurts, habits, hangups, whatever it may be. We do 12 steps. We do Jesus Christ. And now recently we've been going out to um, 
feed the homeless once a month. We went out last night. It rained like crazy. And if you were to see um, some, of, some of them where they're at, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. But if it, I just want to say this too. If anybody here, um, I had a judgment at first. You know, I see a lot of guys. But when I, when I went in in 98, guys didn't wear skinny jeans, right? So I, I love the worship here. I love everything about this. I haven't, I haven't uh, got to the point of wearing those yet. But um, I'll get you a pair, bro. But I thought people with skinny jeans, like, I didn't connect that they might be struggling with alcohol or drugs. It looked like they have it all together, guys who wear that. But I know that's not true. So if you're out there, skinny jeans or not, struggling with alcohol, drugs, you're not talking about it, you need help, find me, find somebody from Project Heal. You can come with us um, and uh, we'll sponsor you, help you. Anybody you know, uh, send them our way. Yeah, so every Wednesday night, we have a recovery group that launched out of this church, Project Heal, um, and the leadership attends here. They're here right now, and uh, so you can be there. It's at City of Refuge. They're down front. It's at City of Refuge, 7 p.m., I think, every Wednesday night, and so if you're looking for help with recovery, anything you're battling, connect with these guys after, and uh, they'll get you plugged in, but can you give it up for my friend Richard, his amazing story. Love you, man. All right, and as Richard makes his way off, we have the Maliza family. Come on, give it Last up Last but not Maliza. least. Last but not least, Alex. Well. So they're going to make their way up. And uh, go ahead. Alex, we're, we're excited to hear from you to start. Um, so we got mom and dad and your brother and you here. But uh, tell us just about your faith journey. Tell us your story because I know it's, you know, it's, it's been, she's been on the fast track to, to ministry. And so tell us, yeah, tell us your story. So um, before I came to Project Church, I was in a really broken place. Um, I actually, just a few months before I started coming here, uh, dropped out of college. Um, I really struggled with my identity and um, my self-worth. I didn't have a relationship with God at that time. Um, I grew up in a Catholic uh, family, Catholic church, and I just didn't have an understanding of who God was. And so while I was going through that time of just being broken and, you know, going through a lot of difficult times, struggling with anxiety and depression, um, I didn't think that God was my solution. I didn't know that God could be my solution. that just was never was something that I knew. And so, I, again, I dropped out of college. I moved home, and my cousin invited me to Project. And really the only reason why I said yes was to be nice. I thought Christians were super weird. And then um, I realized that they were, and I also became one. So thank you. Um, <laughs> but I ended up coming to church, and again, it, God wasn't, I didn't think that God was my solution. But now I realize that God was actually pursuing me. Um, He pursues us before we can even think about pursuing him. Um, And he has that for all of us. He pursues all of us. In this room, out of this room, those who are Christians or not, he's pursued all of us. Um, But I came that Sunday, and actually I'm going to add something too. Pastor Jason Stidham, you preached a message that Sunday that marked my life. It was about three years ago, and you preached a message on identity 
and putting our hope in Jesus. And I just wanna thank you for that. God used you to mark me. Um, but after that Sunday, my life was transformed. I wanted to know Jesus. I wanted to be like Jesus. I wanted to see more of that transformation that happened that one Sunday happen for the rest of my life. And so I submitted myself to him. I gave my life to him and I wanted nothing more than to be within his will. Um, and because of that, so many chains, all of my chains that bonded me in sin were broken off. And I wanna thank you guys for that because of your submission and because of you being obedient to what God has called you to, this church truly does bring life and freedom to people. And Pastor Caleb, I don't know if you remember, but one of the first PYA services when we were at the Dream Center, you came out and you preached a message and you prayed over each one of us. And you told me that God had broken my chains off and I need, all I needed to do was shake them off. God had done the rest. All I needed to do was shake them off. And I think that that is what you guys show us here, that there is freedom in Jesus and that we just need to shake those chains off. So I wanna thank you for just that freedom that you guys have brought us. Thanks, Alex. So, Micah, Julia over here, mom and dad. Trying to hold so, it together. So, you, you're doing an okay job. Um, so you hear about Alex coming to this church, surrendering her life. You start seeing the life change. So then what happens for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, my, my cousin Miranda invited Alex to church. She's like, hey, I'm going to a different church this weekend. We're like, okay. And she came back, um, you know, and she was on fire. Came back the second week, and she was on fire. And I'm like, as every overprotective Filipino dad is going to do, like, hey, I'm going to see what's up with this church. What, what is she joining here? But it was good. It was a good fire. And so Julie and I said, okay, we're going to go support our daughter and see what's, what's going on here at Project Church. We had nothing about it. And we showed up, and um, just like many of you who come here week after week, or maybe someone, someone just came today, this place was thick with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is in this house. This Cole family has an anointing on them. And we felt it. And we had been in our church for, I've been there for over 40 years, so I don't, I don't jump from church to church, but God was, was doing a new thing. And I, I realized when we showed up and we saw everyone and they were just worshiping Jesus, he'd, been, he'd answered a prayer that I'd prayed because, you know, I'll be vulnerable. We were all kind of broken at that time. And, I, and you know, Julie and I, this is a very young church and very young families, but Julie and I are kind of on the older spectrum. <laughs> we have adult children. And sometimes we've seen it all. And we come home, sometimes we're just bruised to the bone from this world. And our, we saw our kids kind of just spiraling and, world kind of eating them up and I said God I don't even know what to do I just I'm just gonna lean on you and that day he answered our prayers so what he's doing to my kids Jesus changed lives he changed our life our marriage is much better we pray our our prayer life is way through the roof now we just we love praying with each other we one day I came home I said hey Jules I, I was praying I think uh, God told us to open a community group She's like, what? I'm like, I know. It's weird because who's going to show up at Arden and Carmichael? But I said, let's just be obedient and do it. And then another family, the Goodmans, were here today. I saw them earlier. 
They were, they were lived right next to us. They had the same exact prayer. They said, we live in Arden Carmichael. We don't know who's going to show up. And we said, you know what? Let's just join teams. It might just be the four of us showing up. And all of a sudden, session after session, more people, more people. It's just been awesome. And so this has been really, we've built our family here at Project Church. And I really um, thank the Coles for bringing us in as family. It really has significantly changed our lives. Christian. So Christian was in high school when, you know, this all transpired and just recently graduated, right, just a few right. months ago. So tell us about, as a teenager, what God was stirring in your heart when you came here. So when um, Alex was starting to come here, I was just starting off my sophomore year in high school. Then, like, a little bit of background, like, yeah, like, I'm from, like, Catholic family. Then once I transitioned to high school, like, I was like, all right, like, I'm, like, the only person from my middle school that's here trying to like find like my way but, like I wasn't like letting like God's way with my way it's so, like I was kind of like struggling freshman year then once Alex started joining and like attending like more and more like project services um I started to realize like I need to like not like have my walls like up so high where like people just like don't know like who like I truly am on the inside but like um once I started like attending the services, then doing some of the other groups like youth and PYA. I started to let my walls like a lot more down to let people know like who I am in the inside and also on the outside to help like people who like are kind of like going to like what I did too, like not knowing like their faith journey like at like a young age because like in high school it's like that's just so difficult because like you have so many distractions from like any like classes, like toxic people, so like any like um, type of substances, it's just a really hard time, like like someone's life like me, like I was like really shy, so like I didn't really talk that much, but then like coming here, like I like, I've noticed and like everyone around me has noticed, like I like started to open up like a ton more, so it's awesome. just like impacted me that way. Love it. So Alex, now... You're in what? Year two or three of Bible uh, college? Year two, yeah. Year two, she's attending some Bible college and has a call <laughs> to ministry on her life. She's interning with Project Church. And uh, we just love what God has done in your family and, uh, and that God's used this church. But now he's using you to impact and touch so many people's lives. And uh, I believe that what Alex just spoke, like, that's such an encouragement to us because she said people are truly finding life and freedom in Jesus. And that's the vision statement of our church, to lead all people to find life and freedom in Jesus. So we just want to close right now. And I want to give you an opportunity if you're in this place and you have not surrendered your heart to Jesus. He wants to give you life and he wants to give you freedom. And some of you, maybe you've been running from God for, for weeks, months, years. Some of you have never known God. Some of you maybe knew him at one time, but you turned your back and you tried it your way. And I think we, could, we would all sit up here and testify that walking with God is the only way to walk through this life. It is the best way. He, he will give you the fullest life, the best life. He wants to give you purpose and hope. And I believe there's someone in this room that needs to surrender to this Savior that needs to let him break those chains off and then all you gotta do is shake them off, as Alex said. So if, if you would all right now just bow your heads with me across this place.